Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Med- Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey, Wonder Bums. This fortnight, this new episode comes to you from the Edinburgh Festival. Um, And it's so exciting because I get to hoover with people from the other side of the world who I'd never normally be working nearby with. So I am hoovering in this episode with um, the most innovative, wise, kind, brilliant comedian, Melissa Stevens. She's American. And how great to have access to her. She is here at the Fringe um, doing a show unlike anything I've ever seen before called Hot Dogs and Tears. If you're up at the Fringe, I implore you to see it. She came round for lunch. More on that shortly. First of all, thank you for listening to Hoovering. Thank you. If you're one of the people who's come up to me at this Fringe and told me you love the podcast, thanks. I flipping love hearing that. You're all the best. I am also doing a show up here. I mean, you are sick of hearing about it. It's called Wench. Please come and see it. It's at 4.45 every day at the Monkey Bar. It's been sold out for the last four days. Um, I think weekends are going to be real busy. Maybe the whole thing will sell out. That'll be exciting. I'd love that. Um, but if you were planning to come and maybe winging it and booking last minute, I would say it is worth booking in advance. But if you're not at the Fringe, like 99.99999% of you, 
fret not i'm bringing it on tour um and i'm coming all around the whole of the uk please go to my website jessicafosterq.com all the tour dates are listed there some of them tickets have started to really fly now i'd get a wriggle on especially if you're coming to colchester or norwich or the warwick art center bristol there's hundreds of you coming i'd crack on if you're coming there same with london um however you know there are some places <laughs> where there's absolutely plenty of room and you can probably take your time yeah probably decide to come on the night don't know why i'm telling you that yeah the tour opens in maidenhead on the 8th of september if you live anywhere near there come um it's not a million miles from reading where i'm also going please come to that one as well bath you can come to bath there's so many places i've got so many great places um and I'm in much bigger venues than when I did my hench tour. So there's room for all of you and all of your friends. So just bring them all. Um, thanks for supporting the podcast, especially if you're my patron. You are the absolute tits. You are. I have just sent you this month's guest recipes and outtakes, scrap spins. That's exclusive content just for you. Yeah, you're the absolute best. If you don't know what that is, it's where you give me a few quid a month and I will exchange you really cool podcast related stuff like discount tickets and things like that. Um, so yeah, discount tickets to live shows, to stand up shows, all sorts. Anyway, 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 shall we just get into it? Um, I loved this conversation. No offence to my last sort of 10 or so guests, but I just, this one just got me. It felt so easy and relaxed and, oh God, that sounded like a massive wanker. Just sort of nourishing and interesting and one of those ones where you have little moments of going, oh yeah, yeah, need to keep an eye on that. Oh my God, that's so funny. And also I learn about a food item called a blooming onion that i mean must blow my mind it's going to blow your mind strap in um so melissa came around to mine i've got a nice flat up here it's before my son joined me so it's all peaceful um give or take a bit of building work outside but i don't think you'll notice that and i made us lunch i made us a haggis salad why not where to begin i've got so many questions even i've got so it's a podcast about eating yes and it's lovely to meet you but there is actually in your show I'm not going to give away any spoilers about it but I absolutely loved it and actually I've never seen anything like it before in terms of the journey I feel like I went on felt quite moved Um, and really funny and loads of mentions actually of things to eat that I had never heard of I was wondering how that would go over yeah well fine because I'm fascinated but it does mean that I just want you know, in between eating, obviously, I'd love, and I think the listenership of this podcast would love, um, like a really intensely um, detailed description of those things. Maybe okay. start with, okay. was there a deep fried whole onion mentioned? Oh yeah, a blooming onion. A blooming onion. Yeah, so it's a thing, you guys don't have Outback here, it's an Outback no. Steakhouse, so it's like okay. a steakhouse, it's kind of like... Well, we don't, like, have pubs and things, but, like, okay. in the South, and they have them all over, but it's just kind of like a generic, uh, like, restaurant, and they sell uh, blooming onions, which is, like, a whole onion that's fried, and then they, like, cut it open, <gasps> and then you, like, take pieces of it, and you, like, dip it in, like, this, like, creamy, kind of, like, Thousand Island kind mm. of dressing, and it's very yummy. Oh, it sounds amazing. So they fry the onion whole and then, and is it crispy or is it like soggy? Oh, yeah. No, it's got like, it's definitely breaded of some kind. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's, it's, 
it's kind of like a I feel like a nicer onion ring okay great you know oh, I mean? great like little, without like, like the batter and all of that yeah. all that business we have um, a confectionery item here called a Terry's chocolate orange um, I love that I love that have you had one yes I love okay, that okay well it feels like the onion equivalent of that because yes, it's like it's, an orb but you yes. get to smash it and then it comes out into segments mm-hmm. except now I want to try Terry's chocolate orange but dipped in something complimentary because there's yes. no sweet equivalent of a thousand island dip Something like that. Maybe like, um, oh God, it's already chocolate orange, which is such a fierce marriage. How do you break that up with anything better? What could possibly be added to that? Maybe whipped some, cream? Yeah, whipped cream. I was thinking maybe whipped cream, yeah. Or something like, tangy. Yeah, whipped cream, but whipped cream maybe with some really like intense orange zest through it. So you're doing yeah. orange again or something yeah. like that. <clears throat> Are you amazing. into cooking? I like eating. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I like I, I bake more than I eat. Fair enough. Like I'm, but I, I definitely was like a, a bit basic and got into sourdough during the pandemic. Oh, I mean, fair enough. You if you know. can keep a starter alive, you're a better woman than me. Yeah, I mean, I did, and then like I definitely. Like mold got on it, and then I used it anyways. Oh, good! Which I wouldn't I, recommend. Okay, I mean, I fucking love to hear that. And I yeah. did it. I kept doing it. And I was like, "This bread tastes weird." <laughs> and then my husband was like, "I took it out," and he was like, "That's mold. Have you just been using it?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "No, we shouldn't. We yeah. so I had to start I'm again." I'm like, I have. <laughs> I had these like war baby grandparents that were so anti food waste. Please stop. That I am. Um, and my parents kind of rebelled from that I think Mm. and are a bit kind of like wasty and just bin it just bin it make loads and then bin it and I've kind of gone full circle back to the point where I have so much respect for mould eating Um, and the other day because something was going off in my fridge up here I had um, a stir fry for breakfast I'll do that I'll just do that to make sure something doesn't go off Oh, interesting. See, I'm, my parents were definitely don't throw, don't waste anything. Okay. Eat everything on your plate yeah. to the point of, we're going to throw up. Oh God. Um, oh God. Yeah. That's not great. Is so it? So now I'm, I'm like, a, I'm probably, it depends. I'm probably in between. Like I don't love yeah. throwing things out. I thought you were going to say, I don't love throwing up. I don't. Um, <laughs> me neither. No, yeah, it's not my favourite. I think if you, you either do or don't have that thing somewhere drilled into your core of if it's got a bit of mould on it, it's probably on some level going to make you stronger. Oh, I definitely but do think that. I have that, like, immune that. system. Mm-hmm. But I, I also feel like it's the sort of thing that, I don't know, at some point a scientist would be like, well, I mean, there's limits. <laughs> there's yeah. limits to that. Don't do it. Don't do it all the time. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Mm. I really love it. It's okay, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I really like the... Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Ooh-wee. Yeah. That was a risky one. It doesn't feel risky at all. Yay. Scrumptious. Yeah, but what would you sound like if you said it now in a big boy voice? Scrumptious. Yeah, pretty cool. There's other stuff that you list at the end of your yes. show. Um, Which would you like to hear about? Oh, well, I didn't want to write them down in case anybody thought I was a reviewer. <laughs> oh, okay, great. So I'll, I'll, um... You'll have to just remember one or two. I'm sorry. Well, okay. I wonder... You guys probably don't have the same fast food besides McDonald's. But like, yeah. well, even then, it's a little different. Um, yeah. Oh, what's different about your McDonald's? That's a great thing to find out. Yeah, you guys, like... I don't know. They're all just, like, kind of different. Like, Yeah, it's true. So, some of the things I listed were... Um, 
Let's see what version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I think what I said. Um, well, definitely, I, I know I said pickles. Mm. Because that was something that I would do as a kid, which is go to the gas station and get like just big pickles, you know? Yeah, like gherkins we call them. Yeah, but just yeah. like real large ones. Whoppers. Yeah, do you Amazing. guys have that salad? We can get them now. Um, if you're, we can get them because most supermarkets in cities have like, not an American, they have an American bit, but it'd be full of just sweet stuff. Mm. Um, but sometimes massive hot dogs, actually. Oh. Mm-hmm. The title of your show. Um but there's a normally an Eastern European section that's got huge pickles in it in oh, jars. Yeah, and they all sell large pickles at like, um, like Disneyland. Oh wow! Like that's like a thing you can wow. get. Wow! Like just a big pickle <laughs> on its own. Mm-hmm. They it's just walk around with a massive pickle. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm fucking into that. Yeah. Are there like varieties of massive pickle? Can you get like sweet ones and salty ones and chili? Only well, I mean, I'm sure you could, but usually at those places, it's just like dill. Right. It's just like the dill. It's like a dill pickle. Dill is um, currently like I don't know if you have the same thing in the states. We have a thing here where basically, I think chefs really lead fashion here Mm. in terms of eating. Okay. We have like we have really obvious fads. Like burritos were a fad. Mm. Jackfruit. Pulled jackfruit was everywhere, was a fad. Mm-hmm. Um, and herbs come in and out. There was like a micro herbs time. There was a basil time where every recipe mm. had basil. And Thai basil was in everything, like a kind of aniseedy basil. Mm-hmm. And now it's dill, which is also aniseedy actually. But like everybody's really prescribing dill in everything. Mm. And it's funny because I think it's one of those herbs that actually hear a lot of people hate because... Oh wow! It had this. It was big in the seventies, and every recipe had like dill and salmon, uh-huh. and like it. It was just the quantities were too big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I weirdly love dill. I love dill like a lot. Like I love a dill dip. Mmm. Like my mom used to make one with like sour cream. Oh yum! And like it's like mayo, sour cream, Miracle Whip. I mean, it's just like it's not great for you, but and then it's just yeah. like dill and onion and it's really yummy oh great um, that sounds great i mentioned arby's five okay. for five which What's is that? like so arby's is a fast food chain where they do roast beef sandwiches fit do you guys have roast beef sandwiches here um i don't know if it's going to end up being the same thing but what springs to mind immediately is like you wouldn't like Yes, you would. You, in a supermarket, like somewhere where you get like a pre-made sandwich, mm-hmm. it would just be like, but I'm, so I have a, an American uncle and cousin. Mm. Um, and when she last came over here with her kids, she was like laughing at the amount of beef in a roast beef sandwich from a shop here. Because it's like, you get one thin it's slice. It's not enough. It's not enough. No, and she was just like, what? Like, what are you talking about? This, like, and yeah, she this, runs like yes. a coffee shop where she lives. And she was like, normally you would get like, oh, I don't know, like hundreds times more. It's mm-hmm. like way more filling mm-hmm. and then little bits of bread. Whereas here we're like, we're really into bread. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I bought a sandwich recently and I was like, I really can't. I don't, where is the meat? <laughs> and I was like really confused as to how. And also when you buy the packaged meat, it's like a few slices. And we're yeah. like, what is this? Who's eating? What is this? Is that enough? Yeah. So the roast beef sandwiches are like, it's very thinly sliced roast beef. It's like so thin. Mm. And there used to be like these commercials where they put it down. And it's like this much beef. And then Amazing. just buttered bun. On yes. it, and that's it. Beautiful. And 
back when I was growing up, you could get five for $5. Oh my God. Now listen, is this real meat? Like how they're making this? Like we don't know. It's like a fast food <laughs> restaurant. Like we don't really know. Yeah. But it's amazing. And yeah. I love them. And we don't need to understand the process behind you can't. every processed Mm-mm. thing, I don't Mm-mm. think. Um, <laughs> mystery is mystery is a glorious thing. Um, oh, God, that sounds amazing. Yeah, we do. The closest thing we'd get to that, but you'd have to go to, like, basically a posh food market. There's a, in London, um, Borough Market. Now you can get everything you could ever imagine to eat there. Like, there's stalls where... People are cooking it for you. But one of the oldest things that's been there for time is it's often pork more than beef, but like a big amount in there. Mm. With like, And if you have it with beef, you have it with horseradish here, okay. which is like wasabi actually, but like uh-huh. I think it's the same item that they make it out of, um, and the, or root that they make it out of. And then with pork, you'd have it with applesauce, with like a cr- crusty roll kind of thing. Yeah, it's good. With applesauce? Yeah. On it? Yeah, like roasted pork with apple, hmm. with like stewed apple. Ooh. Yeah, how do you I feel about to... that? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I need to try it mm-hmm. to like really know. We really like putting fruits with meats. You guys do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we really do. It's not my first instinct. Okay. I will do, I'll get into it, but it's not like... <laughs> Mm, I'm not excited to get into it, and, I'm, and that is fine and absolutely fair. Um, Another one's the Chick Fil A chicken biscuit. Oh what? Oh yeah. I mean, that it's just got a really great name. I don't think so. I don't think a lot of people who listen to this will even understand what you mean when you say biscuit in this context. So oh go for yes, life. yeah. Because this is because when I first came here and had because my husband's uh, British and mm. had like an English breakfast. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Where's the biscuit? And like your bacon's weird. Do you, pref- yeah, I mean. It's like round Canadian, it's like ham. Yeah, oh well, right. Well that's our ham. Yeah, and you have like much crispier, thinner, streaky. We yeah. only, our bacon is only streaky. Bacon. Okay. So, and our biscuits are kind of like, a, in between like, like a scone and a crumpet. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're, I don't know, they're really good. Mm-hmm. And so you take fried chicken and yeah. then you put the biscuit on it and it's a sandwich. And that's amazing. what you eat for breakfast. And it's one of the most amazing things ever. It sounds incredible. It's really good. Is the biscuit like crumbly? Yes. It's like, and it's, because it, usually what they'll call them is like buttermilk biscuit. Okay. You know what I mean? And then it's yeah. buttered and it's like really... But not everyone makes biscuits good. Okay, okay. And you can buy them in the supermarket too, like in those yeah. like cans that you like open up and like, you know. Just like pick them out. Like, yes. oblo- like mm-hmm. little bi- Yeah, I was about to say like biscuits. <laughs> yeah, like that. But ours are like... Because we would... I guess your biscuits are crackers to us. Okay. What are or cookies? Or cookies. I think cookies, yeah. Yeah, for... Uh, most British people, I think, will think immediately of a sweet thing if you say biscuit. But within the boundaries of what a biscuit is here, there's a fucking load of variation. Like, that could mean anything from mm-hmm. a cookie. Mm-hmm. Although we do have cookies, but we think of those as being, like, round and bigger and having, like, bits of other stuff in. Like, you yeah. would never have, like, a plain cookie. It would have, like, chocolate chips or it would mm-hmm. be, like, oat and raisin or okay. cranberry or something. Whereas a biscuit could be, we've got, like, some classics. There's ones where you get like two bits of 
biscuit with a cream, like a, a filling inside. Yeah. Like a custard cream or a bourbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then right through. Right through. I don't know where we... I don't know if that's like a French... I don't know. I'm really bad at cooking biscuits. I can't bake biscuits. I would love to bake a biscuit. Yeah. It seems very difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'd love to, like, understand how you... Because it just doesn't even really have to rise that much. No, I had um, I did one of these podcasts with... We have a show over here called Bake Off, where it's a very popular show. Oh, where, I've seen it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a, a really lovely guy called Michael Chakravarti come round, and um, we both attempted one of his biscuit recipes, which was so simple. It was just an orange Ooh. and cardamom shortbread. Okay. Um, and I think it was Christmas. We cut them into Christmas shapes. His were fucking beautiful. They were so thin yeah. and crisp, but still somehow tasted like so buttery. Mm. And mine were just, just big fat sloppy boys. Big, yeah. big. Yeah. I just couldn't get them thin <laughs> yeah. enough. Yeah. And um, I think it's, it's it's just sort of a case of I couldn't be asked and didn't know that I was meant to. Yeah, because the I don't I would I don't have time for that. Yeah. flattening or I don't know yeah. how you get it all the same size all the same thickness and then if you overdo it then you burn them yes it's an absolute minefield out there yeah and it's like you cook <clears> them <throat> for such a short amount of time yeah totally um, please help yourself to more if you want or shall I open this guy are you Go interested in that I'm interested I'm try it I don't I'm think I've ever had one chorizo scotch egg so it's got the, it's a sausage or in this case chorizo case mm-hmm. with a egg inside oh fun yeah, a bit of fun. Wow. Well, she's fun. pretty. Have you ever had anything on the show that you were eating that was, you were like, we can't, it's bad? Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. What was the worst? Um, do you know what? It wasn't actually that long ago. Really? Um, it was a v- vegan prawns. Oh, that's yeah. Tough. It was a sort of challenge from a listener to try and find a vegan prawn and eat it. Um, wow, that's so specific. Yeah, they can pimp me out quite hard sometimes. These guys, <laughs> <laughs> um, and also again a listener challenge. It was um, a Norwegian cheese that they have in other parts. I think of like maybe sometimes in Sweden and Denmark and places as well called Brunost cheese. Have you ever tried that? No, I don't even know what it is. It's one of those love it or hate it things like durian fruit where like it's mm. brown. It just means brown cheese. Okay. And um, it's caramelly. It, there's a sweetness. Sweet. Yeah, but also a really strong cheesiness all at the same time. Wow, that's tough. And then um, both me and my guest had to actually like out. evacuate that shit. Yeah, I had to get it out. <gasps> Get it out. Get it out. Interesting. Yeah, hardcore. Yeah, vegan stuff's interesting. I was vegan for a bit. Yeah, I flirted with it. With For like five years. That's a long time. Yeah. Mm. And then in the pandemic, I got out of there. Yeah. (laughs) And now I'm eating trees. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Same. Well, I don't know about five. I didn't do five years. I did about a year. But always, I don't think I could ever really justify using the label vegan because... If somebody, like if I went, I'm just, I'm just socially not brave. And if I went to someone's house and they'd made me a cup of tea with milk in it, I'd just drink it. Yeah, well, yes, that's. <laughs> like I didn't, Traveling. I wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Traveling was a nightmare. Also, like I was just like, okay, yeah. we have to eat it. I just have to do this. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'm not, like, I'm not very good at being hungry. So if there was only an option to have something just vegetarian, I would. 
Um, yeah, it's funny actually. I think when I, I started this podcast four years ago, and at that time I was like right at the beginning and the really passionate bit mm. of planty eating. And um, anybody who's listened from the beginning will have heard this really steep decline into like full just having some treats. I know. It happened. It really yeah. does. Like you go from over here, and then people are like, "What happened?" And I'm like, I, mm. "We're just. This is where we are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like." I don't know what to tell you. But also, I think once you announce yourself as vegan, do you have this? Everybody in your life is then like, what happened to the veganism for well, the rest is, of your life? Yeah, this is my thing. It's like, for some reason, people are like on top of me about mm-hmm. it. I'm like, I'm not counting how often you eat meat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm also like, yeah, sometimes I eat veggies. Now I'm, it's just more fluid now. Like, yeah, it's not yeah, a yeah. big deal. But also, I think people, yeah, me too. And I think people, um, I just, it's, people are obsessed with like, I think it's an identity thing where people yes. are like, oh, but you cha- you can't change your identity. And it's like, you fucking can. Like, it's terrifying for you, but humans yes. are changing all the time. Well, yeah, and for you know, me, you like, change your politics, you change your sexuality, you can change whatever, you can change your gender. Like, we change. It might be frightening for people because mm-hmm. it means they need to accept that maybe they could change. Yes. But fuck it. Like, yeah. it's just actually what happens, right? Yeah, and it's like, why do I need to... Well, now I'm like, it was a good lesson too of like I don't necessarily need to announce it. Mm-hmm. Maybe all the time, <laughs> yeah. like I could just do it. I'll, yeah. I'll just do what I want, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, also it's it's okay if I move. Yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I think if somebody was like brought up in a criminal gang, did loads of murders, and then like reformed and found l- the Lord. No one would be like, what happened to the killing? What happened to all the fun killing you used to do? Um, yeah, bizarre. Um, what did you talk to me about eating growing up? I mean, I guess we covered some stuff in the sense that you said your mum makes them a great dill or made a great dill and a dip. Ch- and a good chocolate chip ice cream cake. Amazing. Oh, nice. Oh, you mentioned that in the show yeah. as well. That sounds incredible. Which would be cookie dough from the package. Mm. You know, the, do yeah, you guys yeah, have yeah. that? We like, do the, now. Really recently, actually. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we've always had that. And okay. we would, like, a big thing growing up was I would just go into the fridge and take a scoop of that. Nice. And just eat it raw. Nice. And now, actually, in the States, you can just buy cookie dough to eat out of the tub. Yes. Which I was like, yes, that's yeah. actually... Because we're doing it anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not making the cookies. <laughs> it's so true. Like, yeah. we'll just let's get there. Yep. And so it's just cookie dough. You make that. Yeah. You make it into a whole cake instead okay. of cookies. Oh, And then nice. you take a whole carton of ice cream and you put it on top of the cake. Amazing. And then you put, like, sprinkles, all that stuff, and then you put it in the freezer. Great. And that's your cake. Oh, God. That's it great. Sounds brilliant. Um... Is there anything that you think demands to be eaten, like in a particularly ritualistic way? I eat boiled peanuts, which is a very southern thing. Mm. Very specifically, which no one else in the south probably eats them this way, but like <laughs> I eat the shell. Okay. And so, yeah, the ones I'm doing an impression like this, like a, fig, like a, yes. a 3D figure of eight. Mm hmm. And you boil them. Mm, you yeah, and you soak them all day. Okay. And you with like spices and things, mm. and like you can get Cajun. You can get them like on the side of the road or at like yeah. gas stations, or you make them yourself. And there is like a whole thing. It's kind of like when you're eating like crawfish or mm. lot, you know, like you have like a pit plate for the discard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a whole thing for yeah. it. Except for I eat the whole thing. Amazing. And there's no discard. Yeah. Same oh, with roasted peanuts. It. I'll eat the whole outside. 
I'd love to hear it. It's so funny, isn't it? Um, yeah, like, I feel like you quite frequently eat, well, I feel like one in 10 people eats the whole apple or the whole pear. Oh. With even the seeds inside and stuff really? like that. Really? Yeah. I've never met someone who does that. Um, but then the other day, I ate a seed, an apple seed that had fallen on the table. Not out of, I think, trying to get rid of waste, but like a sort of half absent-minded curiosity. Yeah. Like it just looked nice and I wanted to eat. I just put it on my finger and ate it. Okay. And it was fine until I chomped. And then it was like a bit like bitter in, bitter within. And I regretted it. But I was glad I'd had the experience because now I won't do that again. Yeah. Knowingly. Um, and then my partner was like, you shouldn't do that. There's poison in there. There's poison what? in apple seeds. But I mean, I've yet, I, it's the sort of thing that I refuse to fucking Google because I'm fine. And I think we'd all know about it if we all had like eight poison har- harboring vessels in our homes at all times. Like everybody's got like apples. Like we wouldn't just have... The seeds are poisonous? I think surely you probably need to like crush them down and inject them into your eyeball to have like... Wow. Yeah, for it to really... A, yeah. Affect. Hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, so interesting. I've never... Yeah. Now, the, the bummer is, is I'm probably going to do that now. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Sorry, you know I'm really sorry for telling you, but I feel like I've done a don't press the red button. Yeah, because um, it's like, so I did this thing and I'm going to be like, okay, well, we're here. And now yeah. I'm It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You, I didn't know, but you said in your show you have autism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does mm-hmm. that affect how you eat at all? I know for a bunch of people it does. I'm, yes, I am very specific about food. Uh-huh. I'm very, I don't like to share food. Okay. Um, sometimes it can affect like being around other people eating too. Like, so it can be, it can in all kinds of ways. I don't like my food to touch. Okay. Um, is this stressful? No, this is actually okay. I think it's like when it's like on a plate. Okay. Fine. 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 Like I don't like it too. And I don't like, um, sauces to mix. Yeah. Um, so like those kinds of things. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, So like when my husband makes like, uh, like spaghetti yeah like I want it to be separate okay 
and I'll like, you know, so I'll do things like that. Do you know what? I've always, do you mean like where you have like a, maybe like a red sauce or a meat sauce mm-hmm. and spaghetti? There has always, I've really, I don't need them completely separate, like they can touch each other. Um, but it's always kind of made me go a little bit like, Ugh, when people do that real mix it all right in. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's- it feels like. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it, you know, but it feels like something you're like, I think and you sort of grow out of doing that, don't you? That's like a kid's thing to do. To yeah, like mix it all together. All where I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. That's funny, isn't it? One of my dear friends who's also up here with a brilliant show called um, Pierre Novelli has just had an autism diagnosis. And one of my favourite things that he said is like, I always wondered why every show I ever wrote had a bit about food textures in it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's oh, like yeah. quite a red flag, right? Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, there's things yeah. like that and there's like sound. Like I definitely have more um, like sensory, like I have food sensory stuff and auditory and smell. Like all the mm. senses are a bit, like I'll have quirks with all of them. Okay. You know, there's always a thing that like comes out that's like, you know, I didn't really notice was a thing until like it doesn't bother anyone else, and I'm Fair like, oh, okay, well there you go. There you go, absolutely. <laughs> like, the more you know. Um, have you ever accidentally or on purpose eaten anything that wasn't food? Hmm. It's fine if the answer's no. By the way, to any of these silly questions. I feel like definitely I've like eaten a plant outside. Yeah. <laughs> like for sure, like I've eaten a leaf. Yeah, just try to leave. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but I, I for sure feel like that's happened. Or, like, I've definitely eaten grass. Um, <laughs> it's such a funny... But I know, I know what you mean. There's some... Yeah, these things, there's a temptation. You've got a lovely bit in your show about um, heating up hot dogs on a hot, hot pavement as a yes. kid. <laughs> yes. I've got, like, a really... Like, a, more of a teenager, maybe, memory of, like... Frying, trying to fry an egg on the bonnet of a car that had got really hot, like on the oh on wow, the, the car in the Smart. sun. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, we, Did it work? I don't think we were planning to eat it. And oh. if we were, it would have been like some sort of act of bullying for whoever was forced mm-hmm, to eat mm-hmm, it. It mm-hmm. wasn't like a nice let's make dinner here. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it didn't work. Just really egged up that car. I think yeah. actually, I don't think we were. It's quite extreme. How extreme the temperatures of our mm-hmm. pans. Off when they're cooking, yeah. maybe. Yeah, being like it's hot out here, it yeah. should work. Yeah, all the times like you could fry an egg on that. You you normally couldn't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like you yeah. actually can. Yeah, yeah. Great phrase, but you've exaggerated. Yeah. Um. Oh, where to go next? Um. Did you always? Uh, you can say I don't want to answer that question. Thank you. Too nosy. But like, would you say you've always had like a good relationship with eating, or has it ever been complicated? Oh, for sure, complicated. Yeah, it's always been a thing. I mean, I uh-huh. wouldn't say. I mean, I used to do it. Do you guys have Lucky Charms? Yeah, yeah. So I, I've just always been a bit odd with all of food. Like yeah, yeah. I would take out all of the marshmallows and I okay. put them on the side. <laughs> And then I'd eat the cereal. And yeah. then I'd pour another bowl. And then I would put those marshmallows in. I love it. And then I had the amount I needed. Perfect. Which now I think they sell like extra marshmallow Lucky Charms. You know what I mean? Like, well, they must hear about how like, it's like, there's not uh, enough. Actually, a number of people are doing this thing. <laughs> yeah, like where... you, there's not enough marshmallows. Yeah. But like I've definitely had... Um... But do you think some in some way that takes the joy out of that, like things like that? Like here we have a, a, mm. a thing called Smarties, which yes. is like, cho- yeah, you know what they are. Um, and everybody's favourites are the orange ones. So I don't know if they're still doing it, but for a while they just bought out a tube of just the orange ones. Um. And it's a bit like, well, 
I, yeah, that I, is weird. I don't know. Like, I get it. Like, I see what you've done there. Mm-hmm. But I don't it know was if I want really that. fun to save them. Yeah. It was really fun to, like, put them to one side and have them at the end. I feel like I trampled over you getting into a more serious answer there. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I loved mm. it because I think that's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So, for me, food has... I definitely had phases of, like... Well, I guess I'm not meaning to get too dark, but I definitely had like a bulimia phase. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's insulting to say phase. No, no, like... it's not at all. And actually, like anything goes on this podcast. Um, um, it's not too dark is what oh, I mean okay. as well. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> like, um, like... I, I think, but because, well, it depends who I'm talking to. Like if I'm like doing a live show with an audience and a panel, then I'm yes. not going to get into people's fucking <laughs> disordered eating, <laughs> yeah. top trumps. But like... I think it's so as I said I've been doing the podcast for so long and I, I talk to all sorts of people mainly women I just found them more interesting but um, it's blo- one of the things that I've learned over the years um, is that just in terms of like you know that age old thing that you still hear that like I think feminism's work is done you don't need it anymore we have equality it's like well 99.9% of the women I speak to will at some point in their life, just as a casual act of part of growing up, we'll, we've all made ourselves sick. We've all done mm-hmm. that. Kind mm-hmm. of almost all of us have done that. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of unspoken eating me yeah. too. And if you say to a guy, uh, most guys, the same equivalent the other way, 99% of guys, I've even had people emailing me saying, why don't you ask guys that question when you, blokes that question when you are interviewing them or talk, sorry, who, you know, doing the podcast with them. And um, I do, but like, it doesn't make the edit because you go, have you, you know, you basically yeah. say, have you ever had a complicated relationship with eating? And, and kind of almost all men more like, if they, they'll either go, no, yeah, it's fine. Or they'll go, yeah, oh yeah, when I was 12, I was podgy for six months. And you're like, that's not a complicated relationship. With, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a It's mad that yeah. it, and actually, like, I don't know, it fucking blows my mind that we've all just done that. Yeah. Like, it's something you'd probably mm-hmm. have to accept that your daughter will try at some point. Yeah. Oh, because of the noise yeah. in the world. Yeah. To, like, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So I did it for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think I... And then I just had to kind of just like, I would say like now, like food is definitely a reward. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mm-hmm. think for me. So I, I can definitely use it because I'm sober. So like yeah. I, I can definitely use it as a thing of like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, I get this now or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I get to have that. Like in, in so when I, it can, so then it'll make healthy food. I don't lean to as much because yeah, now yeah. this other food has become more of a yeah. like a thing or a reward like it's so funny that like you like but that, that if you're aware of it like what can you do you know what i mean then yes. you need to be able to take joy where there is joy yeah it's also exactly how well it's how most people were brought up you mm-hmm. know you've been good you get this yeah chocolate you've been you get good this you thing. Know, yeah um and so it's actually incredibly fucking hard to undo that wiring if not impossible i'm watching i've got a six-year-old oh, wow. and i'm i watch myself do it like it's fucking hard not to yeah and i remember talking to my therapist about it and like, i can feel myself doing the thing that like mm. fucked me up like yeah and they were like yeah well you know be realistic like this is how the world works but also I think as long as there are other rewards, do you know yes. what I mean? Like, as long as there are mm. other dopamine hits, you know? So, I mean... That's interesting. I've rewarded myself by cancelling my gig at 2am tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like, there oh, are other things. It was like, yeah, joy, the relief, yeah. the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, and I, I don't know. And I think with him, it's going to be... 
he doesn't need his work cancelled the lucky yeah. lucky shit but he um toys or whatever or like we yeah. can spend this time with this person or whatever or like let's you know whatever it, yeah. like it takes try and take think outside the box to make that spectrum of rewards broader than just the food and then it takes the heat off because yeah. there's guilt over then because with reward comes yeah, well, then, horrible you, then, emotions you bad, yeah. then you feel bad about it and it's a thing and it's like it's definitely interesting too coming to the festival of like um there's a lot of talk because i'm staying with a lot of artists in uh-huh. the house of like okay tomorrow we're gonna be better oh god tomorrow we're gonna be better we're gonna wake up we're gonna eat differently there's a lot of that resolutions you know, yeah <laughs> and there's a lot of like we did it again we did it again. <laughs> Monday, Monday, we're going to be different. And then we're at the stalls and I've got like my fries and I'm like, I don't know. Like we end up there. Yeah. Specifically at night. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. And nighttime is my worst. So like, I think food is, com- I think food is complicated. It's very private sometimes yeah. too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I can have, I'm, I'm better with it now, but like. I used to like to eat alone. And I think the texture thing that you talked about is a thing that will come up. Like certain foods I just can't eat because it's different. Yeah. Yeah, So it's just like food is food, I think. I feel like everyone, some people don't have that, I feel like, but I do. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's fascinating, isn't it? And there's people who, like, I feel almost really sorry for people who, for whatever they've chosen as their, like, job, like athletes and people like that who Mm. have to have this incredible amount of control and... Because there'll be some people for whom, like, seeing food as just fuel and that uncomplicated, who are probably more naturally suited to those kind of lives. Yes. Um, um, Whereas there'll be people who, it's their dream, so they have that life, but it's, hell, I couldn't do it. Like, I don't think I could weigh everything, control everything. I know I couldn't. No, Um, I've tried. I can't weigh, but I have... (laughs) I can't weigh food, but I have done... Like, just being a little bit more... Because, like, in the pandemic, I did gain some weight, and I, was, I didn't feel great. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, like... And I wasn't moving, because I worked yeah, from yeah, home. Yeah. So I was just like, this yeah, is... Yeah. We're just not... We gotta, like... Yeah. So I had to do a little bit more uh, awareness yeah, around yeah, yeah. things. Well, yeah, totally. And, yeah, it's And, funny, like, counting it? calories in a way that I'm like, it doesn't suit everyone. But, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it was a little helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm. Delicious. Yeah, I mean, that's such a long, boring backstory to my relationship with eating, but I, I kind of... Have oh, please to... tell me. Well, um, just flirted with every kind of disordered eating, but basically in my early 30s had like a bit of a revelation that essentially a life since about 10 spent on diets, like aiming for thinness, mm. aiming for thinness, was, was fucked up. Like mm. it was just this cycle of... Restriction, control, binging. Mm. Restriction, control, failure, binging. Mm. And and actually just having, like, it's just so physically, literally physically unhealthy to be, like, mm-hmm. concertinering your poor body. Yeah. And it meant that, like, my relationship with exercise was all horrible because I was only ever doing it to change my aesthetic. Yeah. So there was yes. no... It really, for me, sucked the joy out of everything, that goal focus. I, it's also just not how I fun- I don't love I, like I hate the where do you want to be in five years goal like I mean I, there might be one or two things I, I know I'd like but like I don't like I like to enjoy the journey and the moment mm. and actually I'd realised that all f- eating the joy was being taken out of all eating because it was just function it was just guilt mm. it was just or it was like well done you didn't eat very much like 
And it's mm. actually like, whilst living in a world, I think the world just gives you this completely conflicting noise that you need to be as small as you can. Even thin people feel like they need to be mm-hmm. thinner. Um, whilst also, we really fetishise glorious food. And that mm-hmm. like noise is, that those two bits of noise are in this battle that it's just making an absolute myth. Like, it, there's this massive aspect of my life that was never happy. How do you... It's an impossible loop of dissatisfaction. It's a loop. That's the best way to describe um, it. I think that's a great way to describe it. And I think it. I just... It, it take me that long as well to, like, educate myself that these diets don't work. Like, mm-hmm. every study on every diet... And I'd even, like... I And historically, you know, when I was back in that cycle, when I first started out doing comedy and stuff, I did a voiceover for weight loss tablets. And right. that was part of the wake-up call because... Um, the client was in one day and they were talking about the women featured in this TV ad that I was doing the voiceover for. I've never spoken about this on this podcast, but I have on others. Um, I might get some shit for it, but it was back in the day. It was before Mm -hmm. I knew, I didn't know, you know, I knew it wasn't great. Mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't Mm -hmm. ideal, but like, it's also the most money I'd ever been offered for anything. At one point I got £2,000 to go back in and just say, now 10% off at Boots. I mean, great, absolutely, yeah. 100%. Um, but one, day, <laughs> one day the client was in and they were talking about the women in the ad. And, um, and, and, and one of the producers said, that these women keep the weight off? And he was like, God, no, of course not. But the way that he then said, they just couldn't stick to it. They just couldn't stick to it. And what these women were having to eat was a milkshake, a tablet, and then one sort of vegetable meal every day that's it they were starving so of course they hemorrhaged weight yeah that's not like and 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 the faster you lose it the faster it goes back on like but the way he said it he was so vile frankly about this women's willpower or whatever and actually like it's just not a sustainable way to for the vast majority of people being hungry all the time is you can do it for a few months and you will lose weight. Like mm-hmm. if you eat less, you're going to get smaller. Mm-hmm. Most people can't do that forever. No, you can't. Unless you... or a mo- And if they do, they're sad forever. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't. <laughs> and I don't want to... You know, and so... But, but equally, so I had this big revelation I learned about intuitive eating, etc. And so for me, I've had to go full the other way. Um, uh, and even veganism and not plant-based eating, I should say, for me... It just became too rulesy. So whenever I had any set of rules, I realised I would rebel within the boundaries of those rules. So I thought I was coming out of the woods and I thought, well, I might try eating in a more plant-based way for the environment. But then I found I would be like binging within the boundaries of what was plant-based because yep. I'd been given any rules. So mm-hmm. I kind of have to have ultimately the most rule-based, rule-free eating. Like I just have to be able to psychologically go, oh, you can have whatever you want whenever you want. Yeah. Eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. It's as simple yep. as that. And take all the emotion off of everything. But actually, to extend that journey, I think so. I've had a few years on this podcast where I felt really passionate about that, a bit sensitive, a bit defensive, cutting bits of the podcast out where people talk about a restrictive diet they're on or counting calories mm-hmm. or anything like that. And actually now I've come that bit further on where I think that my experience isn't necessarily a universal one. Mm-hmm. And what other people can need to do to be happy is going to be different. Like yeah. it's, so, it's so easy mm-hmm. to fall into that hole of thinking that your experience must be everyone's or at least every woman's experience and it's not true at all. Yeah, it's really interesting because for me, like, I'm very similar. Like, I, I, I can't have a lot of restriction. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'll take it to the extreme. Yes, yeah, I'll yeah, yeah, go yeah. full, full, full every yeah. way. So even when it was like the counting the calories, it was like the least 
it was just, it was almost just like, because for me, I think my intuitive eating that I wasn't doing was just like, you know, like, I would just mindlessly eat as much yeah, as I yeah, could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you mean like yeah, I would yeah, just yeah, be yeah. like in that thing? I'm really aware now when yes. I want to eat to numb an emotion as opposed yes. to for hunger. And sometimes I do it anyway. Yeah. Because I'm like, but I've I'm got, doing it. I know that's what that is. Yes. Who cares? Yeah. Like it's, for me, it's like one of the least harmful things to do to numb that emotion. And sometimes I don't want to face them all. Yeah. And what I've noticed too is like when I actually kind of started to become like aware about everything and like get to the, like I actually kind of just stay at my natural weight. Yeah. Like same. if I'm very like, there is not, there's not, I'm not yeah. moving that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have to be, not have to be, like I just, I kind of just, am, if, as long as I'm like present for it, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. I've been, I've had a very similar journey, I think with like being vegan and doing mm-hmm. this thing and that thing. It's just like, I just have to be open. Yeah, totally open. And I think it's a really interesting thing as well about your natural weight. Like it does absolutely the same. I, I do, I, I, my relationship with exercise has transformed ever since I, like let all that stuff go and just I found like for me I love weightlifting basically and um Mm. it just brings me so much joy but now because I go because it brings me joy but anyway post pandemic as well it wasn't something I had access to in the pandemic and so Mm. when we were free from restrictions I was like (gasps) like really went all in with that and um it's so funny that even recently I've been able to the first for the first time in years weigh myself because I did a Olympic weightlifting competition, oh, like wow. a fun one for old people, oh, like a master's great. competition, like a little local one in East London, with all these incredible like old men with twirly moustaches and like oh, slick wow. down barber de hair, like, and they're so, it's amazing, it was a really That's fascinating, amazing. it was like a, you know, I really wanted to have a go at it, but, and my gym, like, uh, my gym's very, it's run by young women, and they're like, you should try it, give it a go, and so... Anyway, it was a very sort of supported, but also kind of slightly funny, curious experiment. Um, But for it, I had to get ways. Like, Mm. um, and they did it really nicely where you didn't have like a load of people watching you do that. Oh, that's um, nice. I sort of had to prepare myself for that, but I I managed to have a neutral response to it, which is really interesting. Even though, oh, it's so funny. I know right now that like, I'm the fittest I've ever been. I'm 39. Mm -hmm. And because I've found joy in this stuff... I'm exercising more than I've ever done. So it's a really mm. interesting thing to then find out that I'm like still the same weight. But I know that my body composition is almost certainly different to yes. when I was this One. weight, when I was in my early 20s and I was mm-hmm. drinking loads. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't eat for four days and then I'd be like smashing like nu- nutritionally undense food. like yeah. And like, oh, I don't know, smoking, like all these yeah. things. And it's like, oh, it's so funny that that's like, there's there's this window that my weight is going to be in and that's it. And like, and that's God, it. I just wish I'd been able to make my peace with that a bit younger. Do you know what I mean? It's oh yeah. Crazy. I mean, I did a thing where, cause I was actually, you've been talking about exercise a lot. Cause, mm. cause my, my exercise and food went, went hand in hand. Yes, I yeah, definitely yeah. had a, I felt like I could only eat what I wanted if I exercised a certain amount. Yes. Yeah. And so then I, there was a time period where um, I had to run every day. Oh, God. And it went on for about six years. And Fucking no matter hell. where I was, I had to go for a run. Yeah. And it was like, it was intense. Like, it was yeah. like one of those things where, like, and then I remember one day being like, well, I got a, a cyst on my hip because the joints were just like, you got Because I was running in the city. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like yeah, yeah. I wasn't probably replacing my shoes. Like, right. I wasn't doing any of the <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm going to wear these. Like, who cares? And I remember taking a break. 
for the first time being like they have this probably is unhealthy like to run yeah 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 ev- but it was it was like um I couldn't eat otherwise yeah it was it was tied to if I don't run I can't eat yeah and I think that's increasingly acknowledged what well, I know I'm a fucking clown not a scientist but um as um you know there's it's a type it's a it's kind of in the spectrum of bulimias, right? Yeah. Like, you know, to mm-hmm. feel like you need to have exercised to the point where you're yeah. able to and Yeah, because exercise actually, it's interesting when you asked about like uh, control habits around food. I actually think mine went more to exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To allow me to do what I want I with mean, food. I mean, I need to keep a fucking eye on it, frankly. Yeah. Like, it's a really, it is a really interesting one that. And like, in, in knowing, it's the same. It, they call it intuitive exercise, don't they? Well, yeah, like I went on a hike before that because I was like really, sh- I mean, I'm, it's here, like it's yeah. in the brain, like my brain is yeah. my brain, like it's yeah. gonna obsess about something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I ha- just have this relationship with my body and food and exercise yeah. that we, I just have to know is there. Well, I think there's also, oh, I don't know, I also don't know how much we should, I, I know we shouldn't beat ourselves up about this shit. Like I also think it's the noise we're given. That is the mm-hmm, noise we're given. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also we are, I think humans are meant to move. Yes. Like there is a real release in that. 100%. Um, I really agree. Especially, like, I've noticed something recently, like, when I get stressed with work or when something happens, as soon as I go outside, as soon as I, even if I were to do something that I wouldn't normally do, like a cardio hit or something like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I feel better. Yeah. It, well, it gives you chemical, mm-hmm. a completely chemical release. It releases different chemicals that give you the effects of different drugs. Mm-hmm. I did a, um, there's a show over here called Comedians Giving Lectures, and um, they gave me one to do... I mean, you do have to do a lecture, but it's hopefully funny. Yeah. Um, they gave me one, like, the effects the chem- the effects on the brain of exercise. Oh, that's And so great. they give you all this research to mm-hmm. turn, hopefully, into comedy. Um, but it's fascinating, like, that you... That different types of exercise release different... What thinger means, different mm-hmm. types of ones. So, like, short, really intense exercise gives you, like, quite spiky highs, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, like pills or coke or something mm. like that. Um, but if you do something longer, like a long run or um, like a slow burn thing, over anything over like half an hour, 40 minutes, and your body starts releasing basically pain suppressors mm. that make you high like dope. Oh, interesting. Isn't that lovely? I like that. Yeah, and I, I loved finding that out. And I was like, because I do get different. If I have like a long, slow swim, I mm. feel like I've meditated. My thing is, is like... I do think it's important to move. My, I don't know how to get rid of. I don't know if it's possible, but like I have accounting with exercise. Uh huh. I have to work out a certain amount of days in order for it to count. In a row. In the week. Oh, in the week. Okay. So like I count it. It's not great. It's just there. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's nothing. You can, it, it's well, it's just not in nothing there. you can do. That's a silly thing to say. But like you're aware of it, right? Like yeah. it's so funny. Yeah, I think sometimes I probably do a bit of that. I'm aware I do a bit of that too. I'll be like, well, you haven't been since. I think I, f- for me, it's like um, I know that work is going to mean I can't exercise as much as I want to exercise, or exactly when mm. and where I want to exercise. Yes. So I will in the days I can exercise, but like beast it. I go sometimes to like two classes in a row at my gym. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because I know that Wednesday to Sunday, I'm down with my mum and my kid yeah. by the, th- you know, and yeah. like we don't what not move. We'll have walks and go in the sea and stuff. But yeah. I'll be like holding a sixer. I won't be like getting out yeah. of breath or yeah. lifting something really heavy. Like, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? So I'll be like, I'll stockpile. 
my exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my fitness and my gains and those little bits. And, and then like, bits. and then you'll have this rest days. And also, I'm really guilty of doing too much. If I do too many in a row, like you can. I mean, just from a functionality point of view, I'm getting really boring now, I'm aware. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm into it. Okay. Um, I'm really aware that if you then go, you know, you have a week off or four days off with your mm-hmm. family, whatever, doing somewhere where there isn't a gym and whatever, then you come back and you're better at it. Like, your body actually really fucking loves the rest. Well, and like, it's the same thing with, like... That's what I'm like with, like... You suddenly lose all your fitness because yeah. you had a week off. I find the same thing with, like, my comedy and my writing. Yes, like, it's so I, true. I think, like, well, if I don't... If I'm not doing a show at, at this amount of time, if I'm not writing this amount of hours, well, I'm a failure. Mm. But as soon as I take a break and I give room... Yeah. And I'm just out there being a person, the next time I sit down, I'm like, oh, there it is. A hundred percent. And I think when you're writing comedy and um you know drama and when you're writing when whatever you do requires creativity mm-hmm. like from the source mm-hmm. when your life is that full of structure where the fuck is that going to come from exactly like you ha- you have to take breaks mm-hmm. and stop and read a book also especially if like you're i don't know you're writing we both our work is quite autobiographical well, it is very autobiographical yeah. um if you don't take a step back from that also what else have you got to talk about you don't just yeah. talk about your busy schedule no one's to hear that <laughs> shit like you know a porpoise and a wolverine and a basilisk are a thruple and somehow they have a giant evil baby who starts wiping humanity out on land sea and central american tropical rainforest where the basilisks live mm-hmm. and it's shit it's just so shit mate it's an apocalypse uh, it, this beast has agreed to become a placid, beautiful, pacifist eighth wonder of the world and stop it, but only if you and Widdy, it does have to be you, Melissa, complete every possible wordle in the history of time. It's a word game. Um, all whilst barefoot, pressing all the grapes in the entire Napa Valley. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. You go down in history as a person who saved us all from a terrible, gl- gory, I was going to say glory, gory apocalypse, but your reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams. Um, Mm. Now, it's the opposite of a last meal because it's the happiest and the hungriest you've ever been. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the beginning of, like, your best life. Like, this is not the end of anything. And it's also a fantasy situation. Mm -hmm. Um, So this isn't like, what could anyone get hold of? Or what's ethically their ideal thing to have? <laughs> I could. Nothing has any consequences here. Mm-hmm. I would love to know in this fantasy situa- situation where you're so hungry, so happy, so fulfilled. What would be your dream feast? What would you eat? What would you drink? And if there's a who, with, and where, you can have a who, with, and where. Okay. So, it would be a lot of things. Yes, I'd love to hear it. It wouldn't be one thing. No. I'd probably, like, we'd have just different courses of it. Mm-hmm. So, we'd have, I'd probably have some boiled peanuts. Yes. I would probably have, I'd probably have a chicken biscuit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably have um, pumpkin pie. Okay. Which is, like, one of my favorites. Um, And I'd have, like, a lot of different cheeses with, like, crackers and breads Mm. and cold meats. Um, And olives. I'd have a lot of different olives. Yes. And pickles. Um, And I'm trying to think what else I would really want there. Oh, I'm loving it. 
I, my favorite way to eat is snack. Yeah. And really just nice. keep going for as long as yeah. I can. Yeah. Have little tries of the, all the different things. A thing and a taste and a taste. And yeah. it's not, yeah. I don't like yeah. to commit to a full plate of no, anything. I understand. I understand. That stresses me out. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to have just like, maybe we'd have some fries over there and then we'd have yeah. something over here and then we'd have, this would just be trying different things. And then dessert would be the same. Yeah. Like pumpkin pie and then like some fruit and then maybe like an angel food cake. Mm, Do you guys have any no. angel food cake? It's very light. I was going to say, it's like want a, it to be if you could call it angel yeah, food. Yeah, it's like a light spongy cake that mm. you have in the summer with like strawberries and whipped cream. Oh, lovely. It's really nice. Like our Victoria sponge or lighter yes. than that. Yeah. Yes. And you could eat a whole one yourself. Oh, Because yeah. it feels like nothing. It's just like the there. inside of a Krispy Kreme. Like, yes. Gone. Yes. So I'm trying to think what else. I mean, donuts. I would love to have also there. Yeah. I love a donut. Yeah. God, I'm loving it. Yeah. So a lot of things. I don't know if. if That's people a great. Have. That's a splendid answer. Thank you so much for doing the silly podcast. It's been really nice to meet you. You too. Thanks for having me. What a gorgeous episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to that anywhere near as much as I enjoyed making it. Um, go and see Melissa's show. Melissa Stevens, her show's called Hot Dogs and Tears. It's on in the Assemblies Powder Room um, up in the New Town, um, on for the rest of the Fringe. And then she'll be back to the States, so catch it while you can. Follow her on Instagram. Um, she's at Melm. M-E-L-M Stevens with a P-H um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Hoovering Pod follow me at Jessica Fosterkew come and see Wench at the Edinburgh Fringe and then on tour from September till December links to everything interesting that Melissa and I mentioned including all of these live shows that I've wanged on about here are as ever in the podcast notes if you want to send me something longer than a tweet um, or if you want links to where to buy tickets to see me do stand up please go to jessicafosterkew.com huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway until in two weeks happy Hoovering even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.